Welcome to Elemental Fun, a historical and cultural look of the elements of the periodic table. Welcome to Elemental Fun. My name is Grace. <laughs> My name is Sandy. We're doing a sing song. <laughs> Always. Today we have a very, I thought it was very interesting and pretty exciting in more ways than one element. <laughs> yeah. We have lithium. Lithium. Number three on the periodic table. It's very light. We'll yeah. talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very cool. So, do you want to start us off with um, the discovery? Yes, this discovery. Um, And, yeah, so it was in the, well, technically the 1790s is when it was first figured out, or at least known that it existed, um, because the mineral pedalite, not to be confused Mm -hmm. with (laughs) pedialite, very different. Which can also be crimson red, but we'll get to that later. Right. Um, so this petalite uh, mineral, if you throw it into fire, it, it has a red crimson flame. Um, and I guess red crimson is actually redundant, but it's red. <laughs> Very red red. A darkish red. Crimson darkish is more red, of a dark yes. red. Yes. It's Very dark with the darkness. Um, <laughs> and it was, a, it was on a Swedish island called Uto. Um, and it was a Brazilian, the Brazilian Jose Bonifacio de Andralada y Silvia. Silva. That's interesting because I got it. it was discovered in 1817 by no, Johan no, August. Vincent. yes. Offer so Vincent. he's the one who analyzed it and named it, but that Swedish, the Brazilian Jose, knew that it existed because he threw it into the fire. Ah. So, he, so Johan did it in 1817, you are correct, and he mm-hmm. named it um, because, well, Hold on, I'll get to that. But uh, he couldn't separate it like they, like, like they, uh, with electrolysis, like he'd done with, I, guess, I think maybe he'd done with sodium. Yeah, um, oh no, then, um, um, Humphrey Davy did it right. with okay, sodium like, and he tried that and it didn't work. But he knew there was some type of unknown metal there. Exactly. He just couldn't yeah. isolate it. Yeah, so then William Brand, in 1821, William Brand got a small amount of it. But it wasn't until 1855 that the German chemist Robert Bunsen and British chemist Augustus Mathieson got lots of it by doing electrolysis of lithium chloride. Yes, and Bunsen. I know. No, I was gonna do it. Okay, you do it. I was like, I was like, oh my god, is is that the Bunsen burner? So I had to look it up, and I was like, yes, that's the guy who created the Bunsen burner. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Favorite things in chemistry. Actually, I'm going to quote from the book. Ooh, about the Robert Bunsen. Mm-hmm. The only the, lithium is only mentioned on three pages in the entire periodic tales. Seriously? Um, seriously. Um, and it what's interesting is like, so I'm just gonna read a little passage. It's about kind of all the alkaline metals, but it's right. about the spectroscope that they made. And, and the alkaline metals are all on the left hand side of the periodic table. Correct. And each one gives off a color. Yes. Um, um, in a flame. So 
I'm going to read a real quick little thing. Real quick. In 1859, Robert Bunsen and Gustav Kirchhoff in Hindelberg made a spectroscope, a kind of sophisticated prism that enabled scientists to identify elements by separating out the colors they give in a flame, provided perhaps by one of Bunsen's famous burners, into characteristic lines like a barcode. So they used their new gadget to make a systematic investigation of the dissolved ingredients of mineral waters and in case an undiscovered element should lurk there. Mm-hmm. So that's how they were able, they made their own little like barcode prism of light with the flames. Pretty epic. And, th- and that's why they, they still use those like spectroscopes and things like that, uh, spectrograms and things like that to to figure out what's in minerals and stuff. Like that's well, and once they, dis- once they discovered that, they realized that lithium, which they thought was like super duper rare and not found in anything, was actually found in many things, but it's just not found By itself. independently. Yes, it's always, yeah. it, it likes to bond. Yes. Yeah, and we'll talk about that for sure. Mm-hmm. There's many reasons why that is. But the the Greek, what I thought was interesting is the, the lithium, the name that uh, Johan gave it, um, is a, the Greek lithos, which means stone, and it's because mm-hmm. they isolated it from a mineral versus the other alkali metals, they've got them from plants. Oh, well, yeah. but that's also interesting because lithium was used to treat patients by a second century Greek physician, Serenus mm-hmm. of Ephes. If, if, Ephes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, but what was we he giving get... them just like rocks? <laughs> Probably crushed up minerals. Oh, um, I guess you put it like in your water or something. Yeah, but like we'll get more into like the mm-hmm. health benefits yeah. of lithium because there's mm-hmm. some there's, there's some good and bad in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of toxic, but you know, it's <laughs> but also can mm-hmm. help you. That's really good. So, um, so yeah, we'll, that, that, that that's the whole whole section that's going to be fun. Um, mm-hmm. But the just to give you an idea of what it looks like and what it is, it, this is the it, it's got some cool properties. Mm-hmm. It's soft and silvery. It is so soft you can cut it with a butter knife. So that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Would you like some lithium on your bagel? I'll spread it on my toast. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has the lowest density of all metals. Mm-hmm. Um, it reacts, oh, and, and it's one of the lowest melting points of all metals, and also a high boiling point. Uh, and it's solid at a wide range of temperatures. So uh, it's it's got a lot of these uh, interesting properties, which is which we'll re- refer back to when we talk about what they're used for. Mm-hmm. But I thought this is funny, is that it's the lowest density of all metals, so it, will f- it floats on water as half the density of water. Right. But if you put it in water, it's going to explode. Yes. Or so I'm like, I like how how like they said, like, it reacts like excitedly with water which is like a way to say it gently explodes yeah uh and i'm wondering like did anybody like did you did somebody try to see if it floated and then realize here's the interesting thing though is like so a lot so like they they can't keep it in air because it reacts with the nitrogen in air it can't they can't keep it in water because then it reacts with water so do you Mm -hmm. know how they store they they put it in oil or in inert atmosphere. Well, they, they can't even do it in oil because it's too light to store in oil. Oh, it's actually uh-huh. stored by being coated in petroleum jelly. Oh well, that's oil ish. <laughs> petroleum jelly is made from oil. 
That's true. But, but I just specifically. I guess so it's thicker. That they makes coat sense. it in petroleum Ew. jelly to keep it. Mm. <laughs> it keeps it moist. Okay. Ooh, that is a word. Uh, <laughs> that Would you like some moisture? Um, but but the, the, it has the highest specific heat of any solid element, which is also going to be important in a little bit, which means mm-hmm. it can it can take a lot of heat before it changes um, state. Like water has a high specific heat, and that's why it can it it can absorb heat without vaporizing. Mm. Well, you got to talk about that it was formed. Where was lithium formed, Cindy? Ooh, yes. So that's super exciting because it's not found. Like you said, it's not found. Uh, in as a metal in nature it's it's in um igneous rocks and waters of many mineral springs mm-hmm. and the minerals are spodamine petalite lepidolite amblygonite i just wanted to say those because the words are funny they, they really geologists don't like I think they just have fun trying to make the most com- like difficult to say off the tongue words. No, and I just saw something that Everyone was knows. like if you put peanut butter in your mouth and you say a name, then that's what it would sound like in some other language. It was like for a D and D thing, but I think that's what they did. I think they just put stuff in their mouths and then like tried to say a word, and then that's what they named the minerals. They tried to say like purple rock, and then a rock, and that's what it is. Yeah, I think so. No, but it was formed in the earliest universe with hydrogen and helium. Yes, it was created by the universe, but. Do you know what the issue with that is, though? What is the issue with it? Yeah, no. So the Big Bang, right? So the Big Bang happened, and then lithium, helium, and and hydrogen were the only ones that were created in that that process. The first three elements on the periodic table, yes. Exactly. But there should be three times more lithium than there is in the universe that they can account for in the oldest stars. They're like, so guess what the problem's called? The missing lithium problem. Wow. (laughs) So They're this like, podcast is now a mystery podcast. Yes. Where's the Where's lithium? lithium? So, we can put that under our, our taglines and we'll get more followers that way. Right. Where's the lithium? Where's the so lithium? So this was this missing lithium problem was found in the 1980s and it began tension began building between the Big Bang theory and what the stars are actually showing us is what happened. So there's lots of contention. Um <laughs> It's Lots of contention. Contention like, amongst the the space space people. Fist, fist fights happen with astrophysicists, man. Saying. So in, in twenty eighteen though, they found a star that has three thousand times more lithium than other normal giant stars. Um so their their reasoning for that is one, a star swallowed its planet and all the lithium therein. Hmm. Or lithium yes. formed inside the star and reached the surface before the heat of the deep layers vaporized it. Huh. So, so it. I, I think what that was leading to is like, well, there are places where there is more lithium than there's supposed to be. So maybe it just didn't get distributed evenly or something. Or it's hiding somewhere in some giant star. <laughs> I, like think I, I think I've. I think I've stated. I think I've stated before that like, I've read about the Big Bang and space and stars, and it is just so far beyond my little brain's comprehension. Mm-hmm. Me too. That I'm like, I don't know. And you know what? I really don't care where the lithium is in the universe because you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to find it. It's right. not but, up to well, me. So. There is there is point zero. Let me wait. I got to get the right number of zeros. Point zero 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 seven percent of lithium in the Earth's crust. It's a very <laughs> like, small That's how much it made, it's made up amount. of Earth's crust. Yeah. It's very, very, very little. 
Um, Which you know yeah. that that uh, mineral you said, uh, lepid, lepid, lepidolite. Yes. Yes. Um, you well, know it's it. actually a very pretty mineral. It's like a violet pink, and mm-hmm. um, it's found in like Afghanistan, Brazil, Sweden, Portugal, and the U.S. So mm-hmm. I mean, um, do you know actually the ocean contains a lot of lithium? Does it? Yes, it contains that. 200 billion tons of lithium as salt. Oh. <laughs> well, so that's the thing with the with the with the um the alkali metals is that if we get to, I'm going to go a little chemistry here. Okay. So just Oh, well, on a chemistry podcast you're going to go chemistry. Yes, I know, but you yell at me sometimes for being too chemistry. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just warning you. I just came out when you go into physics. I'm like, I can't. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Not a you did on the last one. Well, Just listen it to it. <laughs> required it. Um, so, but the so all of the the electrons are on the outside of the personality of the element. So, how many they have, and if they're willing to give those up or share them, is what, how they react with other elements. Right. So, the alkali metals all have one valence electron on the outside. The valence means the outside ring. So, yeah. with that being only one, they easily can basically give that away. Um, mm-hmm. and to be more stable. So that's why they're very good friends <laughs> and why lithium is found with other things all the time because it doesn't want to be on its own. And it's easy, very easy to match up with something else to be more stable. So. No, that's and, and, and that's the thing is like a lot of the lithium on earth is found in the type of salt. And I have a cool pop culture thing about lithium salt. Ooh, Okay, because I'm gonna uh, uh, when the uses I'm gonna list a whole bunch of salts. So should I do those salts first and then you chime in, or do you just want to do yours? You have just a whole bunch of uses for it as a different, salt. Different types of lithium salts. Go ahead. <laughs> so I'll just go through the uses real quick because it's there's really just a main one and then then a few of these salts. So the biggest thing, of course, is the, the rechargeable batteries. Right, yes. your phones, laptops, everything that's electronic basically uses and is rechargeable is lithium-based batteries, mm-hmm. uh, electric vehicles. Um, they have non-rechargeable ones, batteries that they use it in for like pacemakers, toys, and clocks. Basically, um, yeah. So um, basically, things that you can't recharge the battery for, but they want it to be lightweight, right? Because lithium is so lightweight, and so that's why they use it in like watches, and they use it in um, pacemakers. Right, you don't want a really heavy. You don't want a heavy thing. battery oh, <laughs> inside your pacemaker. <laughs> yeah, so they that's a good segue because they make alloys with magnesium and aluminum as the most common ones, um, and it makes them lighter and stronger. Um, yes. So the magnesium lithium alloy they use in armor plating, an aluminum lithium alloy they use in aircraft because you want to have it light. Uh, bike frames, same reason. High speed trains, so it's it's lighter and stronger. Um, then the other uh, combos um, and salts that they, some of these are salts and some of them are, well, I guess they're all technically salts. Um, lithium oxide is, they use for special glasses and glass ceramics. And the 200-inch telescope in Mount Palomar is, has, has lithium in it, mm-hmm. uh, lithium oxide. Um, lithium chloride, this is, that's a salt, definite salt, um, is one of the most, hydroscopic materials known and is used in AC and industrial drying systems along with lithium bromide. Um, do you know what hydroscopic means? Hydroscopic? Yeah. I had to look it up. Okay, well, hydro usually means water. Correct. Scopic means like to view. 
doesn't it? It, well, I, that's what I would put it, but it's it's not viewing, but it's and but think about it with AC systems. What are they oftentimes to do in drying cool. systems? Well, but drying systems and a lot of AC um, will dehumidify the air. Yeah, it so does dehumidify the air. So it's to get yeah. rid of the. So it's a the hydroscopic means absorb moisture from the air. Um, so it apparently does that very well. Um, lithium stearate is an all purpose high temperature lubricant. Uh, and that's again because it has a high specific heat. So they lithium is used a lot in heat transfer stuff. Um, lithium carbonate are drugs to treat manic depression, and I know we'll get into that much more in a minute. Yes. yes. Um, lithium hydroxide hydride stores hydrogen. They they use it to store hydrogen as as a use for fuel. Uh, lithium strontium salts and other chemicals are the fireworks that you see the red and the fireworks that you see yeah um and then yeah a heat transfer agent is the other thing that gets used for because of that high specific heat so what salt were you going to talk about uh bolivia's yeah. salar de uni which is the largest salt flat in the world it's over <laughs> four thousand name <laughs> salar de uni i think is how you say it it's sure. the largest salt flat in the world. It's over 4,000 square miles. Holy crap. Cindy, what nerdy film came <sighs> out that has a scene, a fight scene, where ships are flying across a salt flat making red dust? Dune? No. Oh, it's not Star Wars, is it? Star Wars. It's Star Wars. Oh, it is Star Wars. Is it the Last the Jedi. Oh. They filmed in Bolivia on those salt flats. That well, big fight scene where the, at the very end, like, look, like, like, there's, you know, I can't think of anyone's name right now because my brain is broken. Luke, um, um, Luke Skywalker. They think he's there, but really he's just using the force. But, oh, shoot, I didn't get no, that No, no, so that's not, did you just say Return of the Jedi? No, The oh, Last Jedi. Okay, the, the last, last Jedi. So I was like, that is not Return of the Jedi. No, that the totally last Jedi. Okay. Mm -hmm. The yep, last yep. Jedi. That yeah, it's all white. Scene yeah. mm -hmm. Where they're all fighting on those, like, and it's like this weird alien looking planet. That yeah, is on the last Yeah, Luke Skywalker sitting there, and like the, the big plane, the big spacecraft is like going to come at him and like destroy him. And then he's like, not actually there. Spoilers. Mm. <laughs> I know. I was like, oops, wait. Just kidding. That yeah, was like in 27. Yeah, I know, really. And so that scene That's was filmed cool. in Bolivia on that salt flat. Where more than 70% of the world's concentration of lithium carbonate is in that salt flat. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, and lithium carbonate is the one that helps with moods. Which, Interesting. they actually discovered that, uh, so in 1949, an Australian mm -hmm. uh, doctor discovered that when he injected guinea pigs with lithium carbonate, it helped like totally chill them out because i don't know if you've met like a guinea pig but they're <laughs> no, like they're... <laughs> yeah they're super high and so like they're like high anxiety and so he like did that and it was like oh they're all calm and then he did it to a patient who was extremely volatile and like had like was crazy yeah. out of control and he reacted so well to the medication that he was able to go back to a regular hospital but and they've so been using person... it for bipolar medication ever since Right, and and so that's the thing. But but my question is here with that: what on earth made him pick up lithium carbonate and inject it into a guinea pig? Like what? 
because it because there's no biological use for lithium in the human body or nature. But it's, it's found toxic. in our it's bodies, toxic. though. It's toxic, except in small doses. I mean, everything's yeah. found in our bodies to some degree, but like. Well, so I don't. Yeah, so I don't that's the thing. Is in the 1940s, they were they were using it in patients to. Um, they were giving him lithium chloride as a salt substitute. And then they started realizing they were like poisoning the patients. And, yeah. but then like, I don't know. And they still don't know. They're still unsure oh. how it works. They don't know how it works. They're like, <laughs> uh, it does something. I read that it has, it, that there's multiple effects on the nervous system. Like, um, and for example, one, one research was that it interrupts the activity of the receptor for dopamine, the neurotransmitter. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it like, calms you down but like how do we still not know whatsoever and why are we still giving it to people but but why don't do it in the first place what made him go this might do something i honestly don't know because i i i just found i found the doctor who did it yeah i found the guy who just maybe yes i met him we're besties you know he was a doctor in 1949 but i met him (laughs) I feel like that Bridget Jones quote <laughs> where, where he's like, oh, the, the same man who wrote this? She's like, yes, the same man who died in 1979. She's like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, so it's like, it's to- it's moderate. The, I, I read it was moderately toxic, right? Like, it's not like you touch it, you die. Well, no. but, well um, uh, it is corrosive. It's extremely <laughs> corrosive. So... Like, you have to have special handling techniques to get, like, the actual metal, like, otherwise. Wait a minute. So, I can cut it with a butter knife, but if I touch it, it'll, like, eat my skin off? Is that what you're saying? Uh, it's, um, it's pretty bad. I have it written here somewhere, <laughs> what I have about that. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, extremely corrosive. Um, yeah, pure lithium is extremely corrosive. It reacts with air, so it's stored in oil or, and I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, so it's, it's. It, I don't think it, it's corrosive, so I don't think it necessarily will like burn your flesh, but it's it will do stuff. So I don't think you should be like touching it, batting around with your hands. Oh, you do have man. to. It did say you have to do. They had to have special techniques to handle it because you can't just grab it. But you could cut it with a butter knife. I guess the knife might just work. Wait. So you say it's, you say you said. Hold up. You said there's no biological rule. Is that correct? That's what I read. However. In my new book, where it talks about, I have, there's a page of my new, my new book, um, the, the illustrated encyclopedia of the elements. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a page about elements in the human body. And it talks about that 6%. Right. um, There's not six elements basically make up 99% of the human body. Right. But about 0.85% is composed of, of another five elements. Okay. And it says potassium, sulfur, sodium, chlor- chlorine, and magnesium. The elements manganese, zinc, iodine, selenium, chromium, lithium, molybed- molybed- and cobalt appear in only trace amounts of our bodies, but are essential to human life as well. But do they explain? Because what does that mean? I don't know. So this is, so this is the thing. This is no known biological role. So maybe it has a role, but we just don't know what it is. Well, but it's actually found in quite a few things, isn't it? Found in like tobacco and like a few other things that we actually eat. And, well, I mean, there's 
everything's around and stuff like that. Like there's trace elements of lots of things. And there are certain trace elements that are necessary for life. And so maybe that is one of them, but it's, so it's not that it's not there in nature, but it's at such a low, low rate that it's not, right. you know. Considered ne necessary. Yeah, I guess. Or like whatever deficiency you would have in it would be, it would be, uh, uh, other things would be worse <laughs> if you didn't have that, like whatever the negative is there. But I, I found some other uh, interesting things, some other research that was done that they mm. think that it plumps up brain volume. Ooh. Sure but Plumpy. they did note that that research was hotly contested. Oh, well, so. you know, anytime you're like, this poison might make us smarter. You're like, <laughs> well, but right. But it, I don't know. You know what? Plumping up brain volume isn't really good because you have a cranium and it can't get like so swelling of the brain. <laughs> it's a problem. So I don't think you want to do that. That's a valid point. I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that one, Cindy. Thank you. Do you know it also keeps grease running at Arctic temperatures? Oh, okay. Not your brain. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped. Sorry. Well, because it's a heat, because it, 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 let's see, because it, it must have something to do with the heat. Yeah. So, like, basically, any vehicles that are in Arctic temperatures, like negative 60 degrees uh -huh. uh, Celsius, um, they, um, they put lithium in it and it helps keep the grease, it keeps vehicles running at that lower temperatures. I'm Don't tell me how why. it works. It just, I yeah. just read it did in like three different places. I read that it did. So. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm now. Now I'm just like thinking through my brain. Like, okay, but what is the, what is the properties that it has that makes it do that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how it does with like the high specific heat. But if he's removing, if it's, it's absorbing, must be keeping heat, it from freezing. Right, it's but it's heat. but it would be taking it. It can take the heat, not not give it. Like you would have maybe to, it would have maybe it it creates it takes the heat into the grease, keeping it as a liquid instead of freezing. Right, it as a solid. yeah, like combination somehow. It yeah, makes, because it's not just well, lithium alone. Obviously, it's lithium. No, but it's like so cholesterol in our cells. Yeah, um, yeah. actually in our cell membranes, actually keep it, give it more structure, but then also keep it from freezing solid if it gets too cold. So it, mm -hmm. it does the opposite things, just depending on the. It keeps it fluid, like the cholesterol keeps mm -hmm. it fluid, but then also keeps it from being frozen. So maybe so it like does it, the same thing. Maybe that's yeah, what lithium so it, like does it, in it our does, body. It, yeah, it, yeah, it does two opposite things. We discovered it, what lithium does in our body. It keeps it's our it's our cholesterol, <laughs> and too much of it will kill us. Cindy, we discovered it. <laughs> we now know the mystery of lithium. Do you know where it is? The missing lithiums in our it's cholesterol. It's in our body. It's inside. It's in the cholesterol that's <laughs> in Americans' hearts. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, don't get your science here. Just kidding. <laughs> no. Only half of this is true. Don't believe everything we say. Right. All the main with the things we first say, start saying are true, and then after that... By the end of the podcast, don't be listening to us. Wait. It's conjecture, that point. Um, but yeah, who knows? Maybe it's something like that where it's it has a dual kind of dual purpose or seemingly opposite ends. Um, but they did. They one study said that naturally occurring lithium in drinking water, because that can, if your water is going through certain mineral places, could happen. Right. Um, and there's decreased levels of suicide. Huh. In that. Well, that that goes with the whole reason why they use it. 
because um, it kind of, yeah, I read that it kind of, it kind of slows down some of the neurotransmitters in the brain and kind of just regulates the moods. But they said though, that like when they put it into the guinea pig, that like some of the guinea pigs would just like stay in the same position for hours. And you're like, well, because you can overdo it. <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't think that's a good thing, doctor. Like, we don't want people to be zombies. We well, but then to... that's what they do, right? They drug them in, then, right. like, in, in, in not a sane science, it's not what you call them anymore, but mental health facilities where, especially back in the day, they would just drug them up and they'd just be like, oh, oh and drooling. Yes, you know? I know. And so hopefully They're... from 1949, they've gotten a little better about it. So it's just kind of taming well, those. Well, that one, yeah. So that one, what you were saying there is they, they did a study on worms. Where they, they <laughs> do they you know, have so, high moods? <laughs> well, no, no. So no, so this is what's interesting. They didn't do it for moods, but they um, they gave it they gave it to them, and it inhibited a key protein that makes the neurons for avoidance behavior go dormant. So they would normally avoid a certain thing, but when they right. take this drug, it cuts those neurons off. Basically, it tells them to turn oh. them off. So then they they would like stop avoiding like bad bacteria, and they would just be like. Whoa. I can eat terrible things. Or, so it's like, or would they would they be aware of like vibrations? Because we know worms like they either go to the surface or they go down based on like vibrations they hear. Would it affect? Yeah, those this kind one of specifically neurons? said about avoiding bad like bacteria. I don't. I didn't read the whole study, so I, I don't know. How what, dare what you? What kind of scientist are about? you? I'm no. allowed to skim. You are not. I am. I can't read all the papers. Um. <laughs> Otherwise, we never the podcast would never end, um, or it would so, never start. Right. Um, so, so it's it it it, it they they it stops. It basically turns neurons off, and so uh, and you know a lot of the stuff is like well the, it works on neurotransmitting stuff. It works on the nervous system. So what this suggests is that it may silence certain neurons, which that's that's what's giving the calming effect. So that makes mm -hmm. sense if your like dopamine re receptors are over overactive, like for manic. Right or something and yeah and then it, you can just calm those down it brings you down to a more level area but then like for the manic depressive i don't know how it then works for the depressive part mm. it's not going to excite things but maybe it just keeps it in a middle ground or something yeah maybe it just kind of lessens the neurotransmitters for the depressive right as well as the manic right maybe it works on both the receptors and what's being well, typically, like a manic depressive person, it's it's not like they like go to both extremes within a day. I no, mean, it's, it's yeah, usually more it's like weeks to months on yes on, on to the next. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like you're kind of like, oh, good, we stopped the manic. Oh no, now they're depressive on the same day. Oh no, it's just like oh, let's just like chill out their manic episode. Right. But, yeah. So so it's just kind of fascinating though that we were using it for how long and we don't really know how it works. <laughs> Like since the, since 1949, and you're like, you you've been using this as a medicine since 1949, but you're not sure how it works, but you're just gonna keep using it. Yeah, well, and they did it like on worms, okay. but they're like, obviously, it needs to be tried in humans, and that's a whole other thing to have to to be able to do. But it's crazy that we just don't. I mean, the the brain is really complicated, though. I mean, our bodies are really complicated, so. I mean, what, what, again, what works for one person, one manic depressive may not work at all for another one in different levels. Right. Like may have to be on huge amounts of lithium versus very little. And so it's really hard to balance all that variation out. Mm -hmm. So, um, do you know where most of it's produced? South Dakota. 
no, in Chile. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually didn't read it was in Chile, but there is actually quite a bit in South Dakota as well. Well, see, I didn't. So what's funny is it was Chile and then Australia was another one. And then uh, I've had one that said that only, there's only one mine. It's in Nevada. And then I read another oh. one that said there's another thing in, in California. And now you're just telling me there's some in South Dakota. <laughs> so obviously it's not just one. I have a whole thing about Nevada. Oh. And cool. and we'll we'll get to that. Okay. Um, I don't know um, if we they, need to get to it now. But um, okay. you, you do know that lithium is at the heart of the of hydrogen bombs, so right? Did you know that? So I, the one thing I had about that was the transmutation of lithium to tritium was the first man-made nuclear fusion reaction. Yeah, they're basically, I think, like, the lithium is part of the chain reaction that makes the hydrogen bomb to tritium. react, like, go boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. So I just, I found that one out, too. So, okay. um um, most of the most of that's produced and, and wherever we're talking about, whether it's one of the many places apparently in the U.S. or in Chile, is they they have brines um, like the salt water stuff um, mm-hmm. where they that gives lithium carbonate when treated with sodium carbonate. So they mix the brines with sodium carbonate and then you get lithium carbonate out of it. And then mm-hmm. they get the metal by electrolysis of the molten lithium chloride or potassium and, and potassium chloride. So they melt it and then do electrolysis, as with many other epi- um, elements we've talked about. Yes. Not sure how that works, but we just keep saying that's what they do. We do. We do. And although they, um, there's increasing. So there was a thing about increasing demand and where we get this stuff from. Right, so we're increasing how many batteries and phones and laptops right. and technology we're using. We and so they're worried. Yeah, so we're like worried about running out of lithium, which is only, you know, it's not very prevalent. Nope. And, um, and and they also pointed out the po- political and economic aspects of that because it's mined, usually mined, in less politically stable countries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just thinking about like the stuff with Ukraine, right? So the fallout of the terrible things that are happening there goes worldwide with like there's like 30 percent of the agriculture there and i think you know i don't know if they do lithium but other things like that that go into creating all the things that we ha- use for normal day life um it may have it there may be consequences with that and so it's i think well, it brings back to people here that there's it's not it's not just over there that's having a problem right like we have to think about the stuff that's going on there for that for what's going on there because it's terrible but then so there's on it a will global level, right? On a global level, it, it is, it's not just them over there that's doing something. We're all connected now. Well, so I'm going to I'm going to piggyback on that. Yeah. First, I'm going to go back a little bit. Well, no, I'll go to that later. So. Um, so, yes, lithium is kind of becoming a more popular thing. It's mm-hmm. being used in a lot more ways and we need a lot of it. However, there is a human rights impact that's happening. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, a lot of the places where it's mined is also on indigenous land. Mm-hmm. And there was, there's a lot of um, court cases that are happening because they, the, the miners, the, the people that own the mines did not really implement the, um, the right. environmental oh, right. damage that will happen to these lands. And oh, they did and, not. Yeah. Mining is and, bad. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, bad. it's awful. But 
I mean, really, like the the fallout of, of stuff coming out of mines is terrible. But um, I'm gonna pull up something real quick if I can, if I can, if my phone will let me. Because um, I took it. Where's my screenshot? No. Okay, hold on. As you're um, doing that, I'm just gonna t I'm just do a PSA real quick. Go. Is that um, if you ever have a lithium fire, they're really hard to put out, and <laughs> by all means, don't use water. <laughs> Valid, valid. Okay, I apparently saw I took a screenshot and I didn't, but luckily I still have it open. Use powder. So, Use powder if you have lithium fire. <laughs> so, um, yes. after the, the mine, the mine you were talking about in Nevada yes. is the Thacker Pass lithium mine, mm -hmm. and it says USA has been met with protests and lawsuits from several indigenous tribes who have said that they were not provided free, prior, and informed consent. Mm -hmm. and that the project threatens cultural and sacred sites. Links between resource extraction and missing and murdered indigenous women have also prompted local communities mm -hmm. to express concerns that the project will create risks to indigenous women. So mm -hmm. if you have been hiding under a rock for the last forever, yeah. there is a severe... Um, it's basically an epidemic in its own yeah. way. Yeah. That there are indigenous women that just go missing and or are murdered. And yeah. so creating these mines where people from the from like all over are coming in and they're coming to and from and they're destroying sacred land and they're going through indigenous lands. It's creating more risks to these indigenous women and these indigenous women that are never found. Mm -hmm. And they're almost just completely forgotten. They're not even thought about. Like, yeah. you know, I that one, that gal last summer that went missing, like, that was terrible. But she was a white blonde girl, and everyone knew about Everybody. her. Everybody. Mm -hmm. There's, like, literally hundreds of indigenous women that go missing. And mm -hmm. no one even knows about it. Yep. And so, protesters have been occupying the site of the proposed mine since January of 2021. So, wow. there are still people there. They are protesting because they're saying, look, you need to think about the ramifications of this mine, not only from a, an environmental standard, but right, from a human rights standard. Right. It's also happened in the Republic of Congo mm. when, with cobalt mines. Mm -hmm. Weren't safety precautions, many deaths. I mean, there's a whole thing there. So, no, um, I so think there was something else. Cobalt reminds me there was something else that it was lithium and cobalt that was used and so that makes sense that there'd be more mines for that too yeah so a study of relationships between lithium extraction companies and indigenous people in argentina indicated that the state may not have again protected indigenous people's rights to free prior and informed consent and that extraction companies generally controlled community access to information and set the terms for discussion for the projects without sharing them so corporations what that's crazy um so lithium is like you were saying it's kind of having these greater the more we are trying to find these elements and the more we are desperately in in like relying on finding more of these elements and digging deeper we're going to be causing more strife to other communities mm -hmm. and we just need to be more aware of that like, yes, you want to get the newest phone. Yes, you want to get whatever. But, like, cost. 
at what cost? And it's just something that I, you know, you need to well, be reminded of. Yeah, well, I mean, because it you we all live in our own little worlds, and we you know we're not thinking globally or outside of our you know our everyday lives, mm-hmm. and so those are important things to bring up that these your your actions have consequences, and th- this is um, bringing bringing it back to my marine mammal world, the <laughs> but in the same idea we, we our need for getting things from overseas for shipping containers for mm-hmm. all the stuff that we need and we want and sometimes you know, need to survive whatever, but like do we need Amazon every day probably not but let's face it we all order from them so um and other places uh the increase in traffic stuff like that is killing whales it's killing populations of whales right and it's i'm not saying that they're the same as people but it's the same idea where we're doing these things with these consequences that are much larger than we are acknowledging and just go well we want the latest thing and it doesn't matter what else is happening because it's not happening to me i don't i don't see it in my everyday life and that's not okay right we have to figure out solutions Yes. So that everybody has the rights and knowledge and safety. Right. Including animals. Yes. If we destroy our planet, where are For we sure. going to live? <laughs> there is no planet B. That's a, there you know, is no planet one, but B. Because there isn't. Well, I can, we I can go to the moon. We're not, not all of us could fit up there. I don't want to go there. Don't want to go there. Um, I can end us on a little bit of a lighter note, though. That's good. Yeah, we kind of got depressing here at the end. A little bit. <laughs> but important. But important. Well, so I got on this whole rabbit hole of human rights because I was looking up because, like, when I think of pop culture and I think of lithium, I think of lithium batteries. And I started mm-hmm. to think, like, when did I start, like, hearing that being used, like, in commercial use? Mm-hmm. And so I, I went to, I found some history. So, like, the idea of rechargeable batteries or using lithium in a battery didn't really start showing up. It was non-commercially used in like the seventies, but then in 1985, Sony and um, Akira Yoshino and Sony in 1985 around the time the (laughs) Walkman was um, becoming popular. Um, that's when lithium started becoming a name that we heard. Cause before that, mm. like I remember being, I remember actually getting rechargeable batteries for the first time. And I was like, what? It was, that was in the nineties, but I was like, wait, I just put them in here and they'll charge again. And I remember just kind of being blown away by that. And that was the first time I even heard lithium ion and that's, they're called mm-hmm. lithium ion batteries. And so that's kind of, when you started this podcast, you, the listener, probably went, lithium, oh, batteries, because that's right. what your brain and that's what your cultural reference is going to tell you. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, you know, um, Sony and Akira Yoshino received an, a medal, for, ironically, for environmental and safety technologies for these batteries, but they're not the ones mining it. They're just the ones making the batteries. Right. But that was in well, 2012. They got an award, they got a medal oh, for creating something that was a reusable source. And so right. therein, therein lies like what's worse, throwing batteries into the So that's what I was just gonna say. Like, like is, it, is it is that better or the mining and all the things that go along with that environmentally and humanitarian? Like we have to literally lay all that stuff out and say which one is worse because it's not 
obvious because even electric cars, right? Yeah. You're okay. You're not using gas, but you have to mine the lithium and then you have to make sure there's enough lithium. And then you have to do all this other stuff. Like the mining that they do to get those batteries is arguably worse and still, than, and you're still doing, using coal. a power source. It's you're still like, burning coal because most places yeah. are still burning coal and you're getting well, electricity. From not us, Cindy, not us. <laughs> I know. But that's the I thing know. is that, that it, it, we have to look at all those things and we don't, we, we usually don't. Like, take to pick like, Oh, this does this and this does this. So rechargeable. That's better. We're not throwing it away, but is it? Oh, but Cindy, most Americans aren't even thinking that complex. They're like, what's cheaper? What's yes. faster? What's right. more convenient for me? And I am one of those people as well. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that we I. We all like are to some degree. I mean, I buy as much, support. you know, secondhand things as possible. I recycle as much as I can. I reuse as much as I can. But there's, I mean, there are times where I'm looking at price tags and I'm picking mm-hmm. price tags. I'm not thinking, well, was this shipped from farther away? Mm-hmm. Versus well, and local. people can't they have to look at price tag they don't have the luxury to not like we both you and i do to some degree you know that obviously some things are out of reach but like we can handle buying some things that aren't the cheapest thing because we can want it to be better but lots of people can't they need to go especially with the inflation that's happening right now it's just i mean i'm i'm literally at the grocery store watching the prices go up on things Mm -hmm. well and that goes back to the humanitarian thing with the stuff that's happening in ukraine like that's how it's affecting everything Mm mm-hmm like there's, it's so like we're not isolated. We're all connected, just as the ocean is one ocean. We are all connected on this planet, and if we can't discuss and find out the best way to do things and find out a way that it's equitable for people to access stuff, we're we're going to continue having these problems. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Which, by the way, did you know how much a box of checks was at the store? <laughs> No, um, I'm gonna guess five seventy-five. Seven dollars. It was seven dollars. Seven dollars for checks, corn checks. So that not even the not even the fancy checks. Not even the fan. Not even the good flavored checks, right? right like the, the blueberry plain, checks, whatever. The plain Jane checks. So that's yeah. My daughter that's grabbed the amount- it off the shelf, and mm-hmm. I was like, and I looked at the tag, and I was like, oh, put it back, put it back. <laughs> Well, I won't. I won't buy the name brand cereals even when they're like four dollars or five dollars a box. I know I picked that up for um. It was a new a, a new like uh, Cheerio one. It was like oats and crunchy or whatever. It looked really yeah. good with vanilla or something. And I was like, oh, I'll try that. And then it was like six fifty or seven dollars. And I was like, no, I'll take <laughs> the Honey Nut Cheerios over here that are less expensive. But the, like the seven dollars of cereal box, my friend from Hawaii, like last year they just moved there, and she was she took a picture and she's like, "This is what's crazy on the island." And I'm like, "Well, but you also live on an island in the middle of the ocean, so it's true. It's going to be more expensive." But I would, yeah, seven dollars for checks. That's bonkers. I know. I I like. I literally felt my heart rate like spike. When I saw that, and like, and you're I'm like, not... good. Your daughter's picking out a good, good, a good cereal. She's not picking out a sugary one. Like, want to reward her for that, but not at seven dollars a box. No, I mean, God, at least get like a like, get a fun cereal if you're gonna spend seven dollars, right? Like, get, like, like the giant to get bag this... of like the marshmallow stuff that's like <laughs> not really Lucky Charms, but it comes in a bag. Mm-hmm. That yep. stuff. That's why I get the bag of. Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> that's cheaper. 
But my yeah, my son wanted to get um the s'more. They had a s'more cereal. Oh. Like, All right. Well, that was only five dollars a box. So I was like, okay, well, <laughs> we'll splurge on that one. I normally don't get you let let you get sugary cereal, but every once in a while. Oh, That's yeah. Crazy. All right, Cindy. I think anyway. we're done with lithium. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty diverse. Mm-hmm. For like well, you can use it for your batteries or also your mood. <laughs> or ring. also for that zero degree temperature grease. So right. Your car you know, running. So it's pretty much got everything you need. Also, except if it's too much or toxic. So. Also Star Wars. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. But don't so. touch it. It's corrosive. <laughs> and don't feed it. Don't give it water after midnight because it'll explode. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up in that petroleum jelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. I know. Which that's All right, Cindy, where it. can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Pacific Mammal Research on Instagram and Facebook if you want to learn about marine mammals. What about you? you? You can find me at Gracie Runs 50 by 50 um, on Instagram, which I actually finally ran my second state. I was race. just about to test, say that. It was the second yes. state on the list. Yes. So, that's going to make me sound like I haven't done anything. I It was my uh, sixth half marathon. You've done quite um, a few. Yeah. But, Just um, not being able to get out of state. I haven't been able to get out of state. You it's because of the pandemic, have, too. Yeah. Well, first, you know, you have kids, and that kids you. Well, first pandemic. it was fires. Remember, we were going to do, we do an yeah. Oregon race years ago. Yes. But then there were fires, and it, it was smoked out. And then we're and like, you okay. Were because you were like, you were like, you really can't go. Cause no, I wasn't pregnant for that one. The first time. Not for Oregon. No, because the next one, I was pregnant. No. Rewind. This is even farther back. Oh, I can't Before remember. Before I was pregnant, in 2017, we were going to do the Italian um, race along the gorge in Oregon. Yeah. And then it was completely canceled. And then the next year, we were going to do Iron Horse, and I was pregnant. And they said you can't. Oh, that, I, didn't, this I wasn't going to do the. I wasn't going to do that one in 2017 with you. I don't remember the, the only one that I like signed up for was the Iron. Horse. No, I think you were because you weren't. You're, you're no. shaking your head bigger. So. No, because I don't. So I maybe, didn't get like a refund. I didn't. I didn't sign up for that. Maybe you were going to sign up, and then they canceled. That might because been. I think we were planning on going, and then Shane and Greta were going to come with me. Mm-hmm. And then they canceled that. And then the next year was Iron Horse. And that was smoky. And we, it was smoky. I was pregnant. You just, you know, have diabetes and shouldn't be running in smoke. <laughs> I and might then, have started having a bunch of fasciitis at that point, too. So. <laughs> and so then we deferred a year. And then I yeah. ran that the next year, but I had just given birth and I didn't do well on that race. And, well, and it was smoky again. And I was pregnant and I couldn't run when I was pregnant. So, right. And so, anyways, long story short, I finally ran. My second state, which was Oregon. So the first one was Washington, and then I did Oregon. And Oregon was on um, Savi Island, which is an island in the middle of the Columbia River. Mm-hmm. And it um, was a nice race. Um, it It's a nice island. I'd like to go back and just kind of explore it. It's very fertile. It has a lot of, like, fa- like farms everywhere. Um I was a little concerned, though, because I was running through, like, cottonwood trees at one point, and I'm, like, <laughs> drastically allergic to cottonwood, and I was just like, oh, no, but I was you okay. You can make I it. made it. I made it. I did not do well on my race, but that's okay, because I didn't have enough time to train, but I did it. If you finish a half marathon, it doesn't matter. You right. finished. 
that's really my goal for the next, mm-hmm. you know, 48 states is just finishing it. <laughs> just finish it. I'm not going to get faster. I'm just going to make it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm hoping to be able to run one again. I just have to see if I can do that with not getting, messing my foot up again. Yeah, I'm going to work on 5Ks for a while and mm-hmm. just kind of try and get fast again because I'm still kind of slow. Yeah. But maybe, you know, when you finally move back here, we can do another race together. Or we could do a destination race. Well, well, before we do, you need to come out to New Mexico. We need to run there. Run there. Yeah, let's get over COVID first. Um, so. <laughs> okay, one second. <laughs> okay, let's, get over, <laughs> let's make it just like a seasonal COVID thing. There you go. Okay. There we go. I do want to do the New Mexico hot, hot air balloon. balloon one. Yes, yeah, I want to do that, that one too. Looks really cool. That'd and that's good. in the fall, right? It is, so it wouldn't be deadly and hot. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I, you know how I do in the heat, Cindy. You, I know. The heat and the elevation, right? That's 5,000 oh, feet up. So That's the thing. In New Mexico, I'm going to, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, like, any elevation. I'm like, okay, where in Colorado is it, like, not a mile above sea level? All high. Oh, my gosh. I'm just going to, I'm just going to walk those ones because I'm, yeah. Well, luckily, it's not in Los Alamos because that's 7,000 feet. Last time I was in Denver, I, like, went for a run around the block, and I was, like, I went and took a nap after I ran around the block. I was, like, it's (laughs) so tired. I'm, like, why am I so tired? I'm, like, oh, because there's no air here. Mm -hmm. I'm basically on Mount Everest. It's fine. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. So I'm running in in Los Alamos. I'm, like, I – and then I run here. I'm, like, I can run a 5K and not feel like I'm dying. (laughs) I know. I, Elevation's I'm, the worst. I know, and I'm at sea level, so I don't like. I don't even understand elevation. I would get there and be like, "Why am I not moving?" <laughs> <laughs> Any case, anyone who is wondering, um, my, my handle on Instagram is because I'm trying to run a half marathon in every state. By the time I'm 50, I am turning 35 this summer, so I have a long way to go. But you know what? At the rate I'm going, I'm going to need all the time I need. <laughs> and I am not trying to do that because I am 10 years older than Grace. <laughs> There's no way that would happen. <laughs> no, but she's she's coming along for the ride whenever she can. That's right. I pop in when I can. Yeah. That works. All right. Let's all let right. these people go. Sure thing. Um, <laughs> if you... Uh, if you like this, like us, subscribe, tell your friends about share. it, mm-hmm. share it. Um, and also we'll be back probably with phosphorus next because that's what we were supposed yeah. to do. So yeah. we'll do phosphorus because we haven't done that one yet. Phosphorus. righty. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Grace. My name is Cindy. And we will talk at you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, it is recording. Starting. Oh, Cindy is recording the call. 
Cindy. Yes. I did you am. ask my permission before you started recording? No. <laughs> Nerve of you. I can record everything. 